The Shining Wizards are celebrating eight years of podcasting with a live show on Thursday night, November 21st at the Elementary Brewing Company in Hackensack, New Jersey. There's going to be special guests, lots of laughs, plenty of great beer, and some other surprises as well. And of course, admission is free. That's Thursday night, November 21st, 7 p.m. start time at the Elementary Brewing Company, 58 Voorhees Road, Hackensack, New Jersey. For more information, go to ShiningWizards.com. And please come out and join us for a celebration of wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. This is Marking Out Out. January 1st on our hit YouTube series called Being the Elite, we announced our brand new promotion called All Elite Wrestling. Marking Out presents the Wednesday Night Wars. This is episode number four here on the Marking Out Podcast Network. I just made that up right now. And we thank you for keep tuning into this weekly episodic podcast about the ongoing wars, or lack thereof, between AEW and NXT. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter, Chris Dog, and you can follow the podcast collective known as Marking Out, because we not only do this show, but we have a weekly show that's up to 445 episodes. 455 episodes. Yeah, you don't have to correct well, me, Brandon. All right? Well, just getting the right, right numbers out. Thanks. Thanks. Marketout.com. You can subscribe to us on Google Play, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate that. Facebook.com slash Marketout. Twitter.com slash Marketout. YouTube.com slash Marketout11. And Instagram.com slash Marketout11. Email us, Marketout1 at gmail.com. You might have realized that the music to this podcast is a little bit different. Uh, thanks to Ring Rope Rebellion for the first part of it and then thanks to carver niche which is my old band with my friend good friend anthony who has a podcast called friend beers check out that podcast also sean from washed up was on this week it was a great pod so thanks to carver niche and me specifically and anthony friend beers check it out i'm also sitting here as you heard because he had to correct me with brandon you can follow him at bttg161 brandon how are you doing I'm doing awesome as always. Uh, and coming back for the first time in forever is Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore Mo. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's finally uh, it, it it it's here. I mean, I'm finally making my debut on this ep- on this show. It's amazing. Yes, on the Market Out I'm... Podcast Network, sponsored yeah by no one. And if you want to sponsor us, Market Out One Gmail dot com. <laughs> Yeah, let's, we're, we're not close to the decision. <laughs> yes, uh, so let's jump right into it. Um, I want to start with AEW because I don't want to just do one match. I want to kind of do back-to-back because you started off the show with two tag team matches back-to-back, and they are both your semifinal matches. You had the Lucha Brothers pick up the win over Private Party, and then you had SCU pick over the win over Dark Order. Um, I thought the Private Party... Lucha Brothers match started off slow and a little bit sloppy, and then as the tag team double moves happened, it picked up, and it was it was it was a great match. I I, I feel like you... maybe the I let me finish. Uh, I feel like maybe they should have had Private Party go over here to really have that like underdog story going into the finals. 
were you weirded out that they didn't they like they literally just went right into it no opening video or anything no pyro no pyro I, I, pyro I, wwe and AEW have the same pyro right now and it's so stupid all right Brandon. I, I think I, that it would kind of show the something about the um with their promotional with uh the, the with it they're editing everything i don't know the production value it was just weird to go right into like halfway through announcements of the maybe they the knew that the young bucks needed more time on their match so they had to cut everything else and did this match not seem like there was no storytelling whatsoever in it that's what a lot of like people there are saying. was it was literally it Spot literally fest. it just like i liked the match itself but it it just felt like i was watching a match on an independent wrestling card yep i i can agree with you on that and yeah. I, I wanted Private Party to win the te- the tag team championships, but you should have figured it's probably going to be one of those two teams who advanced. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a pretty I, stupid thing to say now. But <laughs> well, I think that it was still a good match. I mean, Private Party are so entertaining, and I, I think that they're doing a great job on uh, AEW right now. Yeah, I agree. There's I... just I, I want more selling though. I know, I know. Well, Again, just... the, the rules, the rules, the rules. We need rules. Why? What's, what, what was if, the If somebody the tags in, they, they say, oh, we're better than WWE. Instead of a five count, we're going to do a ten count. And then they don't count. There's no counting whatsoever in any sort of matches like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the next matches I mentioned, I feel like it was weird just going two back-to-back tag team matches. Don't you want like something in the middle or whatever? I mean, you know, they they updated. I, I think on. it was it was good to get it like out of the way. You just kind of tag them both, but um, surprisingly, SCU picks up the uh, the win here. I like their tag team finishing maneuver that they did, which is cool. But again, you know, the Dark Order. I mean, it was a cool upset, but then you know the clickiness of what's going on with, backstage with AEW. They probably wanted their buddies to you know kind of show tag team wrestling what it's about, but. What kind of sucked? I don't. I think it was. It was either this match or the first match. Was the inner circle showing up? It was the second match, and they and they took all the focus off. There was a hot tag that was about to happen, and they took all the focus off of that. And literally, all the fans turned to watch Jericho and them walk up steps. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I wasn't really paying much attention to the SCU match, anyways. And even though I know that there was a huge. Uh, huge condition around this match and everything like that with the tournament. But for some reason, I just couldn't get into this match. Yeah. I mean, like where you, what about you guys with this? match? I wasn't really into it either, but like, I liked, but like, I liked the fact that they showed inner circle coming in because it's like, Oh yeah, they weren't booked. And Jericho's, you know, holding up the, I've got a ticket gimmick. Let's go up here. Um, surprising by his absence though, was Jake Hager. Uh, he's going to be fighting Bellator on Saturday at Mohegan Sun, so I'm assuming that's why he wasn't there. I guess he's doing his promo, you know, his uh, press rounds and stuff like that, and making his way up to, uh, you know, get some training in before his big fight. I think the match might have fallen off for you guys because, oh, maybe there's there was there's no storyline with the Order of the Dark. There was the Dark Order. Even Jericho. Oh, like we saw them, we saw them debut at what All Out. Yeah, one of those pay-per-views and Mm -hmm. didn't really hear much from them. We don't know who they are. We don't know why they're here, why they did what they did. And then we haven't saw them. They were on AEW Dark. Yeah, we haven't had a promo from them or anything like that yet. Like before they before this match, they they showed what them debuting. Yeah. And Uh, 
the there's show. no like there's no video package to it. We need to know this is like it's again, I said this before, it's a big problem with the NWA. Like we don't know who these people are. I think that they should have had a promo by now, or an, definitely an in-ring promo. But I agree with you. I feel like the lack of luster with um, order. What are they again? Or the dark order. The dark order. Dark order. Like the lack of the story. Like the lack of storyline with them. They still are interesting, but because the lack of the promo or anything like that, there's a lack of a draw for me. And the, the, I'll probably get heat for this. The more I see Orange Cassidy, the more I'm not liking it. I don't. I don't get it. And uh, I really, I don't understand why Jericho and them needed tickets if he's the champion. Yeah, I, well, you're, 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 you're diving too, too much into it. I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's just more of a, like, I don't know, it, it fit the bill, it fit everything. Nobody's going to say, well, he's champion, why does he need a ticket? I literally just did that. <laughs> nobody besides uh, but, like, you know, Brady's going to be like, well, a lot of people on the internet are doing it. No, and then they're I'll blocking you know me for things. I'll, no, that's another story. That's an anti shout out this week on marking out episode <laughs> it's, it's four. It's not. No, I'm okay. not going to mention. All right, that. And, okay, we're spending too much time unless let's pop over to NXT because they started off with a barn burner of a match. Rhea Ripley getting the, picking up the victory over Bianca Belair. Two, what do you call the female version of studs? Like you know, someone's a t- total stud, studette. Are they a horse person? So I don't know. I'm not. I am not um, the, the horse. But anyway, two studs in the NXT female division, uh, putting on a show. You had outside interference from Io Shirai, Candice LeRae. Eventually, uh, Rhea Ripley hits the Riptide for the win. I like that six one nine out of nowhere behind the referee's back. Yeah. And I also I, I, I liked the uh, the anything you can do, I can do better suplexes that they both did. Yeah. No, I thought yeah, it was I, I really like that little that, that that exchange that they had was really fun. And, and then the, the um the leapfrog thing where Bel Air went to go like dive onto Ripley and Ripley just hit her with a huge big boot. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Oh, it was it was sick. And I did like after they showed like the replays and stuff like that on here, the energy and like the intensity that Rhea Ripley had on her face was sick. It's like like we talk I think we've talked about it almost every single week, the difference between the NXT women's division and the AEW women's division where, like, NXT is just there, stacked. There is no comparison. There's no comparison. There's no comparison between not. the two. NXT wins the women's division. Um, we'll yeah, stay I at... think that... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. No, I, I think that everybody in the... I think that most fans should agree with that. And if they're not agreeing with that, I feel like it's just a delusional kind of a aspect where smoke and mirrors, you're just like... Like one of those fans with AEW, where no matter what happens, you are AEW. Those that's the only reason. That's the only way I could understand why somebody would pick the women's division of AEW over NXT. NXT is definitely the superior uh, when it comes to the women's brand. Hand, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. I saw somebody. I saw somebody tweet out saying, "Is Britt Baker at least a good dentist?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, who did she? Who did Britt Baker face?" Fix some British woman, but we'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when we get to there because on this show we go in chronological order. Uh, we'll stay on gotcha. NXT because outst- another outstanding match. But you could say there's no psychology and no storyline to this match as well. Matt Riddle picking up the brave victory over Cameron Grimes. They announced this is like the first match ever between the two of them. Uh, this match was great. 
I the no. the fall season here. Cameron Grimes holding his own against you know the stallion of NXT. The German suplex at the end was sick. Yeah, I'm gonna say one word. What? Riddle. What were Riddle. they? What were they? Okay, this is what I was gonna ask you because you're you're that. What were they chanting at him after? I don't know afterwards, but they were doing gold like Goldberg to him. To That's like, and then he did what the jack, it was. Then he did the jackhammer. Oh. Yeah, that's what it was. I don't think they've ever done that before either. I popped big time for that. No, that was the first time, and he was looking in the camera. I was like, who are they saying? I was like, what were they saying? And I wrote it down on a piece of paper right here because I wanted to ask you about it. Yeah, it was Riddle. Riddle. But, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, Riddle was fist bumping everybody. His, his wife and kids were in the crowd. He was probably, uh, Tyler Bate was there as well. And yeah. Cameron Grimes got knocked out by Tyler Bate also, which was uh, awesome. Cameron. Cameron Grimes should have just fist bumped Matt Riddle. I know, but hey, then he got bopped, bopped and booped. This is a guy I think they should put into this NXT Cruiserweight division. Is Cameron Grimes? He's really been putting on. You know, he's had a couple of you could say squash matches, but now he puts his own against you know one of the top guys, one of the faces of NXT, which is great. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I would say a graduative match into a different uh, into division. something. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like it was so weird watching that match. It's like to see where Cameron Grimes came from, like the independence, then impact, and now like NXT. Like it's it's just it's blows crazy your mind, right, Brandon? People make it, yeah. It blows your mind when you watch things like that. Just like when you watch things on AEW Dynamite, as Kenny Omega and Joey Janela had their second match in you could say two weeks. Uh, this time, Kenny Omega picking up the victory again. Different match from before because the last one was just a hardcore ECW style match. This one was a wrestling match. But did this one count for their rankings too? Because it also, I, I don't know, does AEW Dark count towards rankings? They should be all AEW matches. Yeah. And I don't yeah, understand. Like should. I don't, I don't understand. Maybe they left it on too long by mistake. But it said AEW Dark before this match. Really? Maybe Which led me to believe like this was like an extension of AEW Dark, but maybe they just messed up with the graphics. I think they just messed up, messed up with the graphics because it was on TNT. But this is again like talking about Cameron Grimes, Joey Janela, someone that we've known like personally in this business. The it's original like, star man. <laughs> it's absolutely insane to see Joey on TV and people like flipping their lids for him. Yeah, and it's especially awesome taking- to see. Especially taking on Kenny Omega, the face, yeah. the face of the real face of pro wrestling. He's been the top ranked wrestler in the world the past few years. So for Joey Janela to be facing him and actually put it on a really good match, that says a whole lot about Joey Janela. And I think that it, it's, well, as you said, it's really just one of those wild experiences that we've watched this wrestler really evolve into where he is now. And I think it's great. And the match that they put on was so much fun to be watching. Like, I didn't understand why they wrestled on AEW Dark in the style that they did. Because they were in Philadelphia. But that was also another really good match. So if you guys have not not checked that out, look it up on AEW's YouTube channel. Yeah. Totes McGoats. What what about that? uh, What's Kenny Omega's finisher? The one-wing angel? No, no, before that. The V-trigger. Yeah, when he did the V-trigger to Janela right in the ropes. Yeah. And he just like pretty much Jalen just went limp over the middle rope. That looked sick, but yeah, yeah, awesome stuff. So, going back to NXT now, 
William Regal makes a, a big announcement. Well, he made it earlier on the day, but they kind of played back to it. Um, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai will be facing off against Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke, and the winner would face the Kabuki Warriors Hell next week on yeah. NXT. Yep, next week on NXT. Hell for... yeah. You want to say it again, Brandon? I do. Didn't say it. Since you cut me off, <laughs> I'm trying to make yeah. a point here. Jeez. Uh, so that was big. Uh, then you have some six-man ma- action after this. The Forgotten Sons uh, were unsuccessful in defeating the team of Brizango and their mystery partner, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, it would have been Kushida, but he's out with a wrist injury. Props to Brizango for getting into the danger zone. I think it's when, when they've like first returned back to like NXT TV as a team, they have their Brizango police gimmick, but with different a different theme song. I love that one, actually. And it was awesome. And then the next time we saw them, they were construction workers with another new theme song, which I popped for. And now tonight, not tonight, last night on NXT, they had another new theme song. So I'm I, like, these are the only good theme songs, in my opinion, right now, like the newer theme songs in yeah. WWE. I'm hoping for uh, a best of Brizango on iTunes. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> uh, but this match was great. You know, Swerve Scott stood out a lot. I like the fact where he hit that um, the the, moon, the jumping backwards diving elbow Rana thing. I was mm-hmm. trying. What, what do you call Charlotte's moonsault, Brandon? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, but I would, off I would of say his was, I would say his was a moonsault though. Yeah, it was off like, of Jackson Riker. That was great. Yeah. And then he got that the he got the kick to the back of the head for the win, which I thought was weird. But I think I sh- he should have used the kill shot, but he used that in the middle of the match. That's just me being a you know particular wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. So, but it, he's he's doing a fantastic job on. Ever since being brought into NXT, he's been really shining as well. Yeah, no, I a hundred and ten percent agree on that. Going back to the AEW side, you have an in ring inter- interview. With Tony Schiavone and Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes talking about the inner circle, talking about his match coming up full gear, and then tried uh, to take a shot at WWE, saying, uh, you know, unlike this other company, uh, you know, we don't have a wall on this barrier, so I can go out there and fight you. When Jericho had a microphone in the in his pre- in his press box or whatever you want to call it, in his luxury suite with the bubbly. I think it's easier to get into the crowd in WWE than it is in AEW. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, there's all connections in in AEW. WWE, you could walk around the the ring bell area. But there this... you go. Take take the tips from Brandon if you want to ever jump a barricade. No, 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 no. <laughs> but no, no. If you want to jump the barricade, they give you a live microphone on Raw. That was proven, but. That's another show. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this then leads to Cody running up there, uh, punching a hole in a glass door. No scratches on his hands whatsoever. This leads to an inner circle Cody feud. MJF gets involved. Dustin Rhodes get involved. And I think my favorite part of this, Diamond Dallas Page gets involved also. Huge brawl. Secured Pier this six is, brawl. Yeah, Pier 6 brawl. Like, But could this lead to, you know, the brother? You, you have to call them the brotherhood because it's, you know, it's Cody and but Dustin. Isn't that isn't that what WWE called them? Yeah, but, they, but do they know. have it copywritten is the thing. I don't know. I, I thought it was funny when Jericho was making, he was saying, oh, who wears a scarf? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it's really funny for those of you who don't, don't pick up on, pick up on it. That's what he did in WWE. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, this segment irked me a little why, bit. Why did it irk you, Brandon? So I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but once Cody and them like all started brawling up by the suites, there was a man wearing a pro wrestling tees t-shirt. Did oh, you he, see it? Okay. Yes, I did see it. He's on two crutches. And as soon as the, the brawl starts and Jericho's off camera, the guy throws his crutch to Jericho. And he walks off limping. Jericho then uses the crutch. And then later on, he throws his crutch to somebody else. So he's now crutchless, standing there completely normal as if he's not like – as if he wasn't on two crutches before. And then to top that off, he's acting like security, backing people up. <laughs> he's backing people up. And then he's he gets down on one knee and somebody comes over to him and like whispers something to him. And he gets down on like – on his back or whatever, as, to, as if to sell he like, oh, yeah, I was just on crutches. I got well, attacked by two wrestlers or three wrestlers, and now I don't, I can't walk anymore. Yeah. Well, let's just hope that he didn't have a no-fault case because that's not going to look good for him. He's a it plant. Was so He's a huge far, plant. It was, of course he was. He was acting as security. It was so far-fetched, and I, I don't know if I'm the only one that, like, Saw that I rewatched it so many times. I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah, no, this the security to me looked like they were just extra fans. No, no, well, no, just... no. There's there were the red shirt security, but then there was a guy that I mean, he was in the pro wrestling t shirt that was acting as if like back up, back up, even though he was should have been selling like, "Oh yeah, I had two crutches and I'm injured, but somehow I miraculously walked in." Oh, by the way, now I have to sell. Well, you know, plants gonna plant. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Plants is going to plant. Um, we could, the next thing we say really quickly: the Young Bucks beat best friends in a Young Bucks match. I mean, that's Which, that's, you, that's all you can really say. Like, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, I wish that the best friends would have picked up the victory on this. I one. know. I liked Orange Cassidy getting involved, though. You know, interfering. Oh, that's what I, I. I don't know. I mentioned him earlier. I meant to do that here. Yeah, that was my bad. Why is that your bad? Uh, is it is it one of those I things where when, 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 when we were talking about SCU and uh, and Dark Order, I, w- I was associating him with best friends, but said him then. Oh, okay. What would get you guys to have to be over with the Young Bucks? Like I know they they Let's... won, they won, they've won. Now what ha- what do they have to do? Or is this still more of a podcast kind of a thing? Let's this is a podcast, kicks. Larry. All right. No. Okay. So then, what what do the young bucks have to do in order for you to change your view and support them picking up the W? I mean, less I, super more selling. But that's right, their, now, but Chris, that's their shtick and that's their gimmick. Like, I mean, the gimmick's cool. They've got an orbit, but it's just it's just not my cup of tea. So that's what, what it is. Like, so I'm a big fan of comedic style wrestling. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Cole Cabana's Chuck Taylor before Chuck Taylor, the Orange Cassidy. I love. Some people just don't like it. It's just different, you know, different things. Like, I like a certain nth degree of strong style wrestling. But, I mean, and don't get me wrong. The Young Bucks are an incredible tag team. It's just they're not – it's just not my cup of tea. How many so times just, can you see the I'm a same thing guy. over and over again? I'm not an English breakfast yeah. guy. But how many so, times so can you see need... that until until they get turned into, like – until fans start, like, booing them like they did with Seth Rollins. They're no, never so they going really to start booing change. them. They, they really the need a gimmick. They need, they need a gimmick change. It's not a, to me, it's not a gimmick change. It's no. not a gimmick. We, there, nobody they, in that they, company has – almost nobody in that company has a gimmick. Orange Cassidy has a gimmick. But, like, almost <laughs> nobody. Like, Jericho has All a right, gimmick. But, 
But so pretty much we're all in agreement that something has to change with the Young Bucks in order to get everybody supportive of the Young Bucks again. No, because if As they change, like, but if they change, then there's going to be a huge mark outcry. That are like, oh my god, they're kill, they killed the business and they're killing themselves now. Blah blah blah. No, well, because if people are supporting the Young Bucks, you'd think that they would support them if they like turned heel or something. No, but they're they're like they're even tweeners, if they turn, man, they're not even baby faces. Yeah, they'll go out there where we can super. It's not gonna change. Sorry, but if they, no, you're good. Even if they change heel, it's not gonna change their appearance or anything like that, or the way that they perform in the ring. I feel like in order for that, like even if they go on a losing streak, because a lot of this started because they were victory, victory, victory. If they go on a losing streak and then come back with a with a victory, I don't think that that's going to change anything. Like if you had a solo wrestler, uh, let's go with Rusev or someone like that, and they, there's a losing streak, and then you have the win. It's not going to work the same with the Young Bucks. It's a little bit more. I don't know. It's it's a lot different because yeah. they're so over. Is what you're saying, or I I'm not too sure. I don't think it's because they're so over. It's just a different category, and I think it's more difficult for them to to do something like that. But these guys. The but, way, but here's the thing. Here's the thing with the Young Bucks. So they can have now, even at, let's say AEW folds in like three years, and they go back on the yeah. Indies. They have the honky talk man syndrome, where they could do the same gimmick until they're sixty years old, and it will get over, and people mm-hmm. will come, and yeah. people will buy shirts. Like that's like, true. Like Santino. Santino can. Santino Morella can go on the Indies right now, hit the Cobra, people will buy his stuff, people will take pictures with him, all that stuff. Oh, oh. Don't compare Santino to what Honky Tonk Man I'm is, just though. No, I'm just saying it's like the gimmicky wrestlers. Like, let's yeah, say, no, I, I let's say, let's say... Santino, for, Santino's not, like, actively seeking that sort of lifestyle. No, he's not. He's got, he's had, has a career outside of, uh... Wrestling right, hockey after... tongue, man, that's all he has is this. Right, but, like, also, too, let's say the New Day, out of nowhere, gets fired. They can go in the indies, and they can bring this New Day gimmick, but they're going to have to call it, like, the old day. Knowing them, it would be, slightly, it would be you oh, know, it would be funny. WWE did that. <laughs> what? You don't remember the old day? Yeah, okay, whatever. But well, regardless, that's one pro com slash marking out. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Chris. Yeah, I get Okay, moving on. Let's go back to NXT. Quick. Cruiserweight match. Angel Garza defeats Jeremy Jack Gallagher. Quick match. Uh, it looks like Angel Garza is going to be the next uh, person for Leo Rush's NXT Cruiserweight Championship. That should be fun. You have the nice little stare down afterwards between Leo Rush and Angel Garza, which was cool. Garza uh, was very impressive. Yeah, I, I like. I I I want to punch. He just his face just makes me want to punch him. What? Angel I Garza. I guess that's a good thing if he's a heel. All, all those women want to kiss him. What are you talking about? Ah, I'm going to just uh, continue on to the next match here. Uh, we have new number one contenders for the NXT, uh, for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, you can call them Aussie Open or whatever they are. Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox defeated Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. I feel like this was like Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke's first tag team match yeah. on it, NXT. I mean, it might have been on television. I, yeah. I, I think it was, but I also have to rant. It's not really rant, but... They seem very green to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. They are. They haven't been really training for as long as other people in the the PC. But I don't think – I don't know. They didn't come off to me as if they were ready. What do you think? Well, I think – Nope, go, Brandon. I mean, they're they're 
more MMA style than anything. All right, Brett, uh, Chris. I mean, I don't. They're, they're hands. They're good hands to for. They're a part of Shayna Baszler's gimmick because she has you know her left and right hand women to help her out. But you know, there's a it's lack a, a of. Style. I'm trying to say my point, if you don't mind. Thank you. There's a lack of women's tag teams. So this is a good way to, you know, put them in a match, and it was a good way to get Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai over. I mean, yes, they might be not the most standout wrestlers on NXT, but again, it shows you the depth of the NXT women's division. And also, you know, to this is a, this is a good story. This is a good story to tell for Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Now, both of these are come both come, both coming off of serious injuries. Now getting a women's title shot, they're going to probably going to lose, but still, you know, bringing a good story into this women's tag team match for next week. Yeah, Oscar makes her return to NXT in a first time in a few years. Kyrie Sane in about a year, so that's yeah. awesome. And I, I'm a huge fan of Team Kick. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Team Kick is awesome. I, I, I just hope that with um, Duke Marina and uh, yeah, I hope that they could improve a little bit. But it, I totally, I think one of the biggest and most difficult transitions is MMA or boxing to WWE, and we've seen it over and over again. Ken Shamrock was one of the few that actually made that transition. Yo, Ken Shamrock's still it. doing it. Yeah, yeah. but not see Bound for Glory. I haven't Ronda watched Rousey. it yet, but I saw like the gifts. Ronda Rousey did it, and so um, what's her face? Um, Sonia Deville. I think Sonia Deville Shana Baszler. is totally Shane Shane Baszler too. But Sonia Deville, I feel like, is so totally un, uh, underrated for her transition into from MMA oh my to God. WWE. He think... is he is talking about total divas right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You didn't watch this episode of Total Divas last week, where it was literally that. Where no. it was literally about Sonya Deville being under underestimated because well because she did it first, but Ronda Rousey came in and did it with a bigger name. Oh man, I gotta go back and watch now. But yeah. Carmella. Right, <laughs> um, Carmella. We'll keep it on women's action. We'll go back to AEW, where Dr. Britt Baker makes her homecoming to Pittsburgh, also known as Britsburg, picking up their victory over Jamie. Hater, who is actually uh, this kind of plays into the storyline between B Priestley and Britt Baker because Jamie Hater is is uh, B Priestley's tag team partner while in Japan. Oh, yeah. did they even mention that on commentary? I believe so. I don't recall hearing that. Brick, uh, but oh, Britt Baker Jamie picks up the Hader. win uh, with the lockjaw. Literally, the only memorable thing of this, which is not like a good thing to remember, was that Wet Willie. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about the Willie. I was thinking about the the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, gimmick. Oh, the, the gear. No, to but me, no, the, the, like... the, the mascot came out with her. Oh, okay. Well, you said gimmick. Yep. I thought you were talking about her gear. There are moments where Britt Baker just looked like a rag doll in that ring, and we where she's yeah. getting tossed around. Yeah, getting tossed around, and she looked a lot more tanner than Br- uh, Jamie Hader. And that's the one when we were watching this last night. That's the one thing I said. I'm like, yeah, the tan one. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, I'm uh, more I see of Britt Baker, the less I'm uh, liking. I feel like that's a, I feel like we could say that a lot. I mean, I I would say that against about Tessa too. There's a lot of wrestlers yeah. where I don't. I, Wait, I feel Tessa like Blanchard. A lot of wrestlers that 
But yeah, with, yeah. with Tessa Blanchard, though, it's like she, like, yes, she can wrestle, but she wrestles like she's, like, she's, like, overconfident when she wrestles to me. But that's her, well, my, that's my her whole, shtick. My, my yeah, whole thing is... But, and she wrestles dudes. I, she can be overconfident. Yeah, but my, my, my whole thing is that I feel like there's a lot of female talent on the independent scene. And we see their names pop up. We Like, in the past, we saw Britt Baker, we saw Tessa Blanchard, yada, yada, yada. But now that we are being exposed to them more often than we used to be, I feel like now we're starting to notice, like, you know what? They were names, but now we are noticing their flaws. No, but I – no, I don't – I think – I still think Tessa Blanchard is miles above Britt Baker. Like, to me, it makes no sense why Britt Baker's not uh, – not Britt Baker. Tessa Blanchard's not in WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, she went out. She did the world travel stuff. In, in, like, two years from now, if she's not in WWE, I'd be surprised. Yeah, so mm-hmm. would I. But I mean, she's building up impact right now, which is awesome, and yeah. their product is great. Also, uh, let's get to the main event of both shows. I want to start with AEW um, because you had John Moxley versus Pack go to a time limit draw, which was just so silly. So a silly. TV time li- time limit draw, but and then but then there's time. all this time afterwards for like John Moxley to get up and pose and do all this stuff. <laughs> so so silly. It was so silly. Uh, yeah, I didn't, it was it was a twelve minute match, and then there was still like an extra minute. I didn't. I don't understand what a TV time limit draw is if there's still TV time. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I. I. But I mean, the match itself was great. I mean, you start off heel moves by uh, you know Boxley gets this huge entrance, and then Pac just comes and blasts him in the back of the head with a chair. <laughs> Which was hilarious because when the chair hit, there was this loud bang, and I was like, "There's no way that was the chair." So I had to rewind it, and I realized it was part of Moxley's pyro. <laughs> and <laughs> it, literally, it literally sounded like it lines up perfect with the the smash of the chair. I was like, "There's no way that's a chair." Oh, there's no that's... way. There's no way that would that even like worked out. It, it dude, you, you, you go can't back recreate that, it. dude. There's no way. No. There, there was no way that was like planned or anything. I, I was like, "What is that?" And then, like off to the side, you see like pyro go off. Yeah, very cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this is what this leads to full gear now, right? I guess so. Well, it's no, it's supposed to be Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, but I feel oh. like Pack. I I, I want to call him Pac, but it's Pack. They keep saying I'm going to continue to call him Pac. Yeah, I go Pac. Yeah. Um, I know but, that's what commentary is saying, but yeah. Uh, but next week you have the finals to the AEW Tag Team Tournament: Lucha Brothers versus SEU, and the Rock and Roll Express will be presenting the titles. I think the current NWA Tag Team Champions. That's Are, a spoiler alert, I believe. Yeah. If you want to hear power results, go to Marking Out. Uh, Marking Out episode uh, four fifty five. Brandon's been uh, loving power. No, I wouldn't say loving it, but. But it's uh, it's been increasingly better than when I first watched it. But yeah, because now you kind of like get it. Yeah. I know because there's still points like, dude, there was like, it literally felt like there was five minutes of wrestling on Power this week. Because it just goes by I so felt quick. That was that was like super fast, and then AEW Dark went by super fast as well. Yeah, I have to, go, I have to Dark, go back and watch it. It was just Dark. like, it, it was a very weird like mishmash of of wrestling, okay. like. The Rhodes brothers were on it, and it was like, oh yeah, this doesn't like, make sense. Yeah, true. All right, I, I, I power is something I just don't see myself watching. Yeah, all the like but the Aaron old school Stevens, wrestling fans are loving Aaron it. Aaron Stevens is on it though. Gotcha. Aaron Stevens is on it, and he tells people not to look at him, and he says silence. 
and it's fantastic. Mm. Sounds really worth me watching. All right, come so, on. Like you didn't like Damien Sandow? Come on. <laughs> um. So you have uh, uh, the NXT main event. Roderick Strong successfully defending his NXT North American Championship against not even just Keith Lee, and also Donovan Dijakovic. And this goes back to last week when I was like, I don't, I did not want to see this as a triple threat. The match starts, I was like, I really don't want to see see this as a triple threat. Then they started wrestling. I was like, oh my god, yeah. this match was fantastic, incredible. Yeah. So why did? I'm not going to ask you that one. Yeah, no, I thought that this was a really awesome match. I was excited for this triple threat because I'm always a fan of that that powerhouse versus the smaller wrestler. So to have two powerhouses taken on Roderick Strong, I was excited for this match, and it delivered. But not even to powerhouses. Answer, but not even. I was going to say. I'm, go on. Go, Brandon. I was going to say to answer your unasked question, Dave. The reason why I didn't want to see this match is because I we've seen. Donovan, Donovan Dijakovic versus Keith Lee, I feel like forever now in such a short period of time of NXT TV. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to see it again. Gotcha. But this is well done. Fantastic but match. They're not even just powerhouse versus small guys. These guys are so flipping agile. You know, yeah, I, said Lee, last, Lee, I said it last Lee, week. Keith Lee, Lee hit I'm, that reverse yeah. runner. Sick. Yeah, you even his dives to the outside, everything. Donovan yeah. did the dives to the outside. Mark Henry on, yeah. bu- on Busted Open this week was like putting over Keith Lee. He's like, man, he's like Keith Lee. He's like, he is incredible. Uh, bigger story happened after the match as Undisputed Era was celebrating and Tommaso Ciampa comes into the ring. Then Johnny Gargano comes into the ring. And then Finn Balor comes to the ring. And Finn Balor then goes and attacks Johnny freaking wrestling. Hits him with that Pele kick. Hits the Pele kick, hits the 1916 on the ramp. Everybody beats up Tommaso Ciampa. For the first time in WWE NXT history, Finn Balor is a heel. And Go ahead. No, no, keep it going. And if you remember the... Infant days of the Bullet Club, the inception of the Bullet Club, and how good Fergal Prince Devitt was as a heel. We are in for, and the super uber baby face that Johnny Gargano is, we are in for a heck of a feud. You see all the, uh, the OC commenting? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Carl I Anderson's like, yep, it's, it's about time. Where you been, Prince? <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought that this was so awesome, and but now so is Balor with no, no. Okay, so this is yeah, Balor only. Balor only attacked Gargano. Mm-hmm. He was the only one attacking Gar- Gargano, and undisputed era took took apart Champa. Okay, so, so and then first... he didn't he didn't when they were all doing their undisputed era hand gimmick, he just pointed down at. At Gargano, so I don't know that maybe that signal signals like, nah, I'm good. Not nah, I'm gonna just mm-hmm. stick with with uh, Gargano. Mm-hmm. But when when he first did that Pele kick, I was like, it was like slow motion replay in my head. Like, what did I just <laughs> witness? I I was like so shocked. That was like the last thing I was expecting out of that segment. It was so 
well delivered too. I mean, he was he was in the process. He was in the process of taking off his jacket. He had like one sleeve off, and then he went for it. And normally, I'm not a big fan of Mauro Ronaldo on commentary, but here it was sold perfectly. Oh my god! I okay. So speaking of people that you don't like on commentary, Brandon. I was listening to Busted Open today, and Tony Schiavone was on, and Tony Schiavone put Excalibur over to the tilt. He said Excalibur. He said he, – he's like, I took, went to Excalibur. Excalibur's like, it's amazing that you know guys from my childhood are commentating still. He goes he, – apparently he said something to him. He goes, hopefully you'll be the next voice of a generation in 30 years. And he like put Excalibur over. He said he was amazing. He knows all the moves. So, has, yeah, of course he knows all the moves. He 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 may he like makes the audience feel stupid when when they commentate. He calls moves that are like moves from the fifties and stuff. Yeah, so he's in a that nobody calls him. But no, he has to. Tony needs that job. He has to make good with everybody. You have somebody like Jim Ross who's like saying there's too many flippy dippy gimmicks in <laughs> AEW for my taste. Dippy. I, I I don't know. I don't like Excalibur. Yeah, you don't like Excalibur. Tony Schiavone likes Excalibur. I like Mario like, Ronaldo. I like Tony Schiavone. <laughs> oh yeah, Tony Schiavone's great. I was like listening to him like in like a legit microphone and not like on like. But he has such a great voice. Which it's like I don't know how he got like blacklisted from the wrestling at all. I have no idea when WCW was like purchased. How did he not go? How I don't know the story there. I don't. I don't know. How did either. he not end up with a job for life in WWE after that happened? I don't know either. Coach Shivani was too good in in this business, which I didn't realize then because I was like way too young Del to Mark like Kim. have a grown up mind about these things. But when I hear him on commentary now with AEW, there is absolutely no way Tony Shivani should not have had a job in WWE for life. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, that was the both shows AEW Dynamite and NXT. Uh, ratings wise, both of, both shows are down. This could be because yesterday Again? was the tip off. This was the tip off to the NBA regular season and the World Series. So two big sporting events. Uh, but for the first time in its existence, AEW Dynamite has gone under one million viewers, drawing in nine hundred sixty three thousand viewers, um, and NXT pulling in six hundred and ninety eight thousand viewers. So. Ratings-wise, AEW stays on top, but for how long? That's the big question here is because every week you're seeing a decline in, in people watching this. And there's I, a I, lot more declining from from AEW ratings than there are NXT ratings. So eventually it's going to be like that what time does the train get to the station sort of thing where they crisscross. Yeah. And, and like NXT, that, that could happen. I, this is something that I – Go ahead. Dave, I'm sorry. Uh, this is this is something that I kind of that I predicted. I didn't. I told you guys in the chat, but not on this on the show. But I, to me, this is not a surprise. I mean, I expected it to come in heavy on the first few episodes, and then you're going to see that drop off. People tune in to see. Oh, okay, AEW. Let's see what they have to offer. All right, let's check it out again. Second episode. Let's see what they have to offer. All right, let me flip flop between NXT AEW. And then slowly, gradually, it starts to dwindle a little bit. And I'm gonna expect. I'm gonna. Pre- I think for sure, there's. We're gonna keep on seeing a steady decline instead. We in, until we see a plateau. Yeah, and then you'll know, just see the kind of just stabilize out until something huge happens. 
then, you know, people are going to start either going to NXT. The, uh, the, we, show-wise, which one did you guys like better? This week, I liked NXT more than AEW. Um, I thought NXT had better matches, but also the involvement, the heel turn of Finn Balor sold me on it. And then the triple threat match, especially that superplex that they did, yeah. that superplex powerpump, that was amazing. That so, I that was like, holy crap. I, that, yeah. like, I was blown away by that move. I think we actually saw Keith Lee do that spot on the independence a few times too. But yeah, NXT all the way for me. What about you guys? I'm in NXT also too, just because... I think the thing that put it over a little bit more to me was the fact that they had two solid women's wrestling matches where you're getting one every week. You're getting one one-on-one women's match on AEW. And, you know, they're supposed to both, you know, they have Nia Rose that hasn't been on there since she lost that awesome Kong hasn't been on there. You know, they have, they have a good roster. It's just, they have to start using it more. Well, I mean, that's that they, they use them on on dark. I know, but they should be using them more on their show. Who cares about the YouTube channel? You know, they're trying to get ratings here, and like you want to have a full lineup. You know, you could. That's, done... that's what I said <laughs> the other time. You were you were flop yeah. with that. You said it's a different generation. No, I. You know what? I maybe I, I was drunk. I don't know. But regardless, <laughs> that's two for wrestlingtees.com slash market out. Um. Like, between those two tag matches, you could have a quick woman's match. Like, a squash match between Nala Rose and you were in Pittsburgh. You got a female competitor just to, just to, to beef it, uh, bump it between the two of them. Because I feel like I, I, I don't like tag team match after tag team match. Mm-hmm. For yeah, the same, in the same gimmick, you know? They're both yeah, in the semifinals of the tag tournament. They could have they changed something up. Yeah, you could have had a bumper in between those uh, two matches. But on the other hand, I understand why you would put the, uh, some of these matches on dark uh, just because you also do want to expand their YouTube channel because it, it's so fresh because not only are you going to try to expand the TV show, but um, the one that's on TNT, but you want to expand the YouTube show. So this way it's not just a weekly YouTube show that may, like, that may get a few hundred people. You want to make sure that you really sell that YouTube show as well. So I understand the going back and forth with that. Yeah, There's true. like at one time when like at least twenty thousand people watching Dark at one time. Is Dark live? live? Yeah. yeah, Dark's not live. Well, Dark's no, it's taped. it's live. It's it's taped to live. Like it's a live, live tape here on YouTube. Yeah, live to tape. Okay, not even it's not even but, live to tape. There's another stuff with with AEW though. It's like their commercial breaks are super random, and then the stuff that they that they pick and choose to put in the the commercial bubble. Yeah. It's super strange. Like, they had Chris Jericho just yelling into the camera on commercial, but we can't hear that. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things. That goes back to with the entire introduction to AEW this week. I feel like the production value, the production-wise, they're still learning the ropes of how to create a proper uh, pro wrestling televised show. And this is all a growing process for AEW, I believe. It's, it's very strange because there are no writers and it's the wrestlers doing everything themselves. So it's like maybe – like, yes, ratings aren't like incredibly huge in WWE, but maybe they would be better off hiring outside sources. I agree with you. And has there been a week of television 
where we would say bad? no, not at all. Well, no, no, not that hasn't been bad. Like we've we've I I liked the second week. I liked AEW more. I think, but has there been a time where the matches have not been better on NXT than AEW as like a whole? I don't think so. I think, I think so. I, think I mean, if you compare there's... every single, not just one match over another match. If you compare every single match on the card, they all have a place and a spot. Like, I don't know. Not I... just like every. To me, because there's really no storylines in AEW outside of Jericho Inner Circle versus Cody Rhodes and family and friends. There's not like there's no. It's, it just feels like it's all the same. I don't know. For AE, this, I, there was a few episodes of AEW that I definitely liked a lot more than NXT. So, but I mean, so I would but, they were, but the thing is, though, they weren't bad. Nothing was bad. No, no, no. Just we I'm, had not, no, no. I'm not saying they were bad. I'm not saying they were bad at all. I'm just saying, like, overall, like, these matches were consistently better than AEW. Storyline-wise, almost everybody's got, like, storylines, and they all make sense. Yeah. Everything makes sense. You have the, the two back-to-back tag team matches. The only storyline in that, to me, is, oh, we're fighting for the titles. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I understand completely. But, you know what? Again, still the first month of, uh, you know, for, first month of uh, programming, and it's been a solid first month, and it will continue to get better. So on that note, this is Barking Out Presents the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, we thank you for listening to this episode, our longest one yet. It was great to have Dave here for the first time uh, on this show, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Markingout.com, Facebook.com slash Markingout, Twitter.com slash Markingout, Instagram.com slash Markingout11, YouTube.com slash Markingout11. Email us, Markingout1 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on all of your major podcasting applications. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog, Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO, and Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. Uh, and until Saturday, when we give you a full episode of Mark It Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we will wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.